0: Welcome to Occult Outpost. I'm Brew, your host for tonight's story, and this is Storytime at the Outpost. Appalachian Fairy Encounter by James Slavin If you're ever in Morgantown, West Virginia, there are only a few places that I would recommend for a night out, given my own personal tastes. At the top of this list is Morgantown Brewing Company. The beer is fantastic. My favorites are the 80 shilling scotch ale and the Coal City Stout. The food? Wonderful. You should really try the buffalo chicken sandwich. Lots of places have good food and beer, so the trifecta of those two mixed in with awesome people, including the staff and clientele, really put it over the top. There was such a wide range of characters, and I had never heard for a good story when I went in. One of the best stories I had heard when I was there was told to me by an older gentleman, who had lived further south in the state, where the Appalachian Mountains are deeper and higher than the northern part of the state. As I'm guessing, most of the staff had heard the story, because the bartender smiled indulgently when he started talking. That I was quite enraptured. This guy could talk like an old Irish Santaheed, which is Irish for storyteller. And at first, I was just talking about distilling moonshine up in the wooden gullies of the mountains, very interesting to a homebrewer such as myself. But as he continued, it took another ear completely. The way he spoke of this experience, very straightforward and matter of factly, with no hesitation, no embarrassment. It went a long way in getting me to think that he was earnest about what had happened. I was so engaged that I had even wrote a short story about it. Although it probably would never see the light of day. And here is that story. Well, as near as I could write it down later that night. Which is to say, very close to spot on, but more than likely not perfect. Given that it's my telling of his tales. It's a bit polished, since I wrote it later, and didn't record it, but there's little that can be done for that now. That was just usual for me. I was walking up the path to check on my still, and it was getting later in the day, and I was just considering staying there all night, and being a nice night and all. Uh, What really sticks out about the start of all this is that there was a hot air balloon. Of course I'd seen them before, but not... Not up here in this area, it was just the darndest thing to see, floating above the hills. It was very pretty, but I, I shuddered at the thought of being up there all by myself. I, I personally don't like heights, unless it's hard packed earth. Now I've been making whiskey for years and years, and I'd never had any problems with no one, so I didn't think anything of it. No one had ever been around my still that I could ever tell, so... The balloon seemed harmless to me. And later, I always wondered if it was a... What, what do you call it? A, a, a precursor. Right, a, a precursor to the oddness of later. So anyway, I, I make it to the still and everything looks fine. I don't drink the shine when I'm working up there. It's, it's too easy to make a mistake. Nobody wants that. I do usually have a few beers while I'm working, though. Sometimes something like... But I, I, you know, I like Guinness too, and I usually have a few of one or the other. Uh, whatever I've taken up recently, you know, this time it was Murphy's Irish Stout. A friend of mine gave it to me to try, and I'd give him a batch of my finest in, in reciprocation. So anyway, it's it's getting late. It's a clear night. It's warm. I have a small campfire and a cot for for the comfort. All the way down the hill from still itself, some of my fellows call me too careful. But some of them have been burned awful bad, so it shows what they know. And along comes midnight and I'm starting to get a little drowsy. I hadn't laid down yet, just sitting back. With my back to the tree and gazing up at the stars, I was maybe on my second beer. Not too far gone, you know, this isn't a drunk story. And then the oddness happens. Like I said, no one ever came up that way. But I heard music. Just some slight music and song from down the way. It sounded nice, and I wanted to make sure no one came nosing about, so I, I walked a little bit, to see if I could find who was being so loud. Maybe to see if they were OK, or maybe to see if they needed scared off. <laughs> I, I didn't think about anything bad. But I like my still with no one the wiser, you know. It, it doesn't take long. I, I, I hear the music and some laughter close by, just down the path and across the stream. I, I don't ever remember there being a stream anywhere, but I usually stick to my own area so it doesn't bother me. I walk across the stream, it being shallow. And the current was stronger than I thought, and, and the water was quite well, quite cold. It wasn't hard for me to make it across. Except that I had to keep walking so it didn't fall over. <laughs> and my and my feet were damp and cold. The music is just around bend in the path. Uh, I start to go around it. I'm not making much noise, you know. I'm not being sneaky, but I'm not being loud. As I start to go around it, there's a young man in the path. We stop and just stare at each other for a moment two strangers in the mountains. They were just staring at each other. It was a strange one. Looked like one of those metrosexual peoples. Shaggy hair, but he wasn't dirty looking. A clean flannel shirt. I I thought he was a college boy at first, but he just kept staring. Very strong gaze he had. Something like an old man would have, not a young man. So then he smiles at me was odd he waves his hand for me to come with him and I do I wanted to see what was going on but then again maybe I didn't have a choice I walk to him and he puts his arm around my shoulder like we're old friends he's just smiling and we're walking around the corner and he tells me that he's glad that I made it now I must have looked confused because he laughs and tells me it's okay that we're close We walk around the corner and there's this old cabin. Just a big old log cabin in the middle of the woods, up in the mountains. We walk up to the wooden porch together and the music that I had heard is coming from inside of the cabin. He looks at me and he says, you'll have to stay for a while and have some fun. So me and him walk into the cabin and it was wild. Several people milled about, and some were talking in small groups, and they all had mugs of beer. Big, foamy beer. Some were dancing to a band that was set up in the corner, but the music was a little bit different. Hillbilly, but not twangy, you know? There was a fiddle, and a couple of guitars, and a tambourine, a, a flute-type thing. It, it was wild, and watching the dancers just made me dizzy. And then the young man pointed out to another corner. In it was the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen in my life. She was playing guitar too. Just picking away with the band, but not playing with them. She had dark red hair that fell in soft curls around her face. Green eyes so bright, she was just staring back at me. She was slight, and rounded. It's, it's hard to describe. She was all woman, if small. And she kept smiling at me. She put the guitar down and waved, waved at me to walk over to her. I, I couldn't have stopped myself if I had tried. If I had wanted to. And I didn't. I followed her through a doorway. We both went into the kitchen. It wasn't a new cabin. The kitchen was just another room with several fires and food cooking on them. The smell made me real hungry. She picked up an old plate. My grandma had something the same. She called it crockery. She filled it up and handed it to me. She took a cup and filled it out of a small wooden keg and handed that over as well. Eat, she told me and then we'll dance. She was smiling at me, and all I wanted was her. I wanted to be near her and be with her, and she was standing near me, and I swear her hair was running up and down my arm. She smelled like spring and autumn at the same time, you know, crushed leaves and fresh grass. It it made me miss being a kid, and it made me happy that I was a man, and all I wanted was to kiss her. So I did. I leaned in to kiss her and she didn't back away. It was the longest kiss that I'd ever had and I thought I thought I would die if I didn't get another. I leaned in again and that time she pushed me away. But she was still smiling. So that was good. She told me to eat and drink first, to have fun. I noticed that the youngster I'd walked in with was staring at me, and so were a few others. I was starting to feel a little bit drunk, which made me feel kind of uncomfortable. See, my grandmother's Irish, and she came over as a young woman, she's very Catholic. We were at mass every weekend and during the week, and she prayed to Mary all the time, she had a statue of Mary in the front yard, she also talked about the fairies and how they would take young children and then sometimes adults. She told us that we should never eat or drink from strangers because if you do, they'll take you away with them. And I thought that was just a scary story to keep us safe from strange adults, but her words hit me like a brick in that cabin. I told the woman that I couldn't eat and then sat the plate and mug down. That's when she started to look sad. All of her beauty was still there, and it broke my heart to know that I personally made her sad. And the young man came to me and put his arm around me again. And he led me out of the house. I I wanted to stop and be with her longer, but I couldn't. He led me outside and... I looked back and she was in the doorway looking at me, still sad. I don't know how I got back to my campfire. But I woke up there in the morning. I tried to find that cabin again. I couldn't even find a path. My grandma would be proud that I've always regretted not accepting her food and drink. Hmm. Uh, He was wistful at this point. Then he moved on to start talking about Moonshine again for a while. And then was distracted by some other patrons. I offered him his next round, but he turned me down, so... I know that it wasn't a ploy to get me to buy him booze. The bartender told me that she's heard that story a few times, and that she believes him. Not necessarily that it happened, but that he believes that it did happen. I saw him at the brew pub a few times after that. He was always friendly. We talked a little bit about brewing... It was all good natured nothing deep, and nothing ever again about being approached by otherworldly women to stay with them in their mountains for a few hundred years. Did he pull this story from his grandmother or children's books? It certainly didn't seem like he really knew about Celtic and Irish myths. It was a great story, though, and it does still give me chills when I think about it.